7.33 after 9 o'clock, we continue the conversation on the talking point. Our thinking point for today is looking specifically at political apathy among students. And we saw in some areas this weekend campaigning by political parties, specifically targeting districts where young people are known together because they are trying to get their vote. Well, Dr. Nzikelelo Breakfast is with the Nelson Mandela Metropolitan University. They've been looking at this issue. Dr. Breakfast, good morning to you and thanks for your time today. Hello, Dr. Breakfast. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me loud and clear now? Apologies for that. Not a problem. Okay. Let's talk about this study and the research that you have been doing, looking specifically at apathy among young people. Firstly, what are the kind of questions from a research perspective that you were asking or that you were trying to answer? Yeah, so the the rationale behind the uh, research was to examine whether youth political apathy does pose a threat to um, democratic uh, consolidation um, or not. So the kinds of questions that we were asking the uh, participants were, you know, uh, political activism of the students, whether they do attend uh, what meetings, whether they do uh, attend political uh, rallies, um, and so on. Yeah. So those are the ones that uh, uh, come to mind. Mm. Now, now this study uh, was conducted looking specifically at students within the Nelson Mandela Metropolitan University community. So um, to, to that extent, we can't necessarily say it's fully reflective of the views of young people in this country, but it certainly does give us some insight into mm. where they could be. I fully agree with you, um, Katie, that the study was confined to um, the uh, university and that we cannot uh, extrapolate the uh, findings. So, yeah. So, so, so then, it, when when you are looking at why young people, by and large, are not participating when it comes mm. to voting, mm. because mm. I don't, I don't think that young people are not participating in politics. Mm. We've had fees must fall, which that in itself yes, yes, shows yes. the muscle and the power yes. of young people. Yes. But they're choosing the spaces where they're actively getting involved. What is driving that? Yeah, so um, according to uh, literature, uh, what comes out of it is that youth political apathy, first of all, is not confined to our context in uh, South Africa. It's a global uh, phenomenon. Uh, So what had happened is that during the epoch of the Cold War, uh, the political environment, as you know, was uh, demanding for young people to be involved in uh, politics. That's why we had uh, June 16 and other activities that were led by uh, young people. Mm. But the fall of uh, the Soviet Union uh, led to the consolidation of uh, market fundamentalism. Because during Cold War, there were two ideological camps, namely you know, the, the, the socialist bloc and the uh, capitalist bloc. So either way, young people could gravitate to uh, this or the other uh, bloc. But after the fall of the Soviet Union, young people then uh, tended to embrace a neoliberal outlook um, uh, to life because youth political apathy is uh, an expression of uh, individualism. So the the first uh, indicator 
of uh, youth voter apathy was in 1999, because in 1994, the turnout uh, amongst young people was high, maybe because the uh, expectations were, were high. Um, and since then, I think the, 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 the trend has been that young people are withdrawing from uh, politics. Now, you made uh, an interesting point um, earlier on about the fees must fall and the roads must fall. Yes, you are on point. Those are antithesis of uh, youth political apathy. However, it must be noted that those activities, more often than not, they are confined to institutions of higher learning. They don't permeate to uh, society. Uh, the other argument, again, is that uh, what about the violent uh, service delivery protests that normally break out again? Those protests, you know how the setup is uh, in township. You get people who wake up in the morning, they stand uh, in the corner, they see other people walking up and down, then mm. they jump uh, on the band uh, wagon. Mm. Uh, you cannot mm. describe that as youth political uh, activity. <laughs> You, you know, I, I want to I want to look specifically at the theme of electoral participation because I think some of the responses that you got under that theme were revealing mm. in terms of the connection that young people make with voting versus with being active, actively uh, participating in different political party structures. And, you know, why they were saying that even though they were eligible to vote, they had not necessarily done so. Yeah, because, you know, some young people think that um, uh, the powers that be are turning a blind eye to... Uh, they applied, you know, that um, they, 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 they are bearing the brand of uh, unemployment um, and they're affected by issues of uh, inequality and so on. So because of that, they think that um, uh, the only way to punish the political elite mm. is to withdraw from the active uh, activity. Dr. Nzikelelo, I want us to continue our conversation shortly after the uh, 9.30 News headlines. You are also invited to be part of the conversation. The number to use to get in touch with us this morning, 011-714-2006. You can send your WhatsApp voice notes and text messages on 0614-104-107. I'm already seeing some of them come through. And on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio. The hashtag there is SAFM Talking Point. Luyanda Maume standing by with your 9.30 news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point for our thinking point this morning. We are in conversation with Dr. Nzikelelo Breakfast. He's a senior lecturer in history and politics at the Nelson Mandela Metropolitan University. And we are looking at a study that they conducted looking um, at the young people at the university and asking them questions, um, you know, and really trying to get to the bottom of the voter apathy that we see. Dr. Breakfast, I want us to talk about civic education um, because I think part of what the the study that you conducted also highlights and perhaps indirectly so is the level to which we do not have sufficient civic education taking place in our society to help people understand that you know elections are the corn- cornerstone of democracy and that 
if we don't have elections, then we don't have uh, democracy. The, the two come hand in hand. It's a, it's a civic responsibility. It is a civic duty. Of course, um, Katie, you are uh, on point. I think the IEC has a responsibility to roll out uh, road shows um, to basically uh, educate young people about the centrality of uh, democracy. But I think also, um, you know, if you want to reach out to young people, you need to speak their language. So I think art and uh, artistic uh, performances, I'm not trying to be funny, but uh, mm. including things like Kwaito, maybe uh, Amapiano, those should be platforms, you know, to showcase the, 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 the social discontent of uh, young people. And you looked at that in your study as well. And and the reason I don't like this as an example is because often this is part of what is said about young people in the country, right? And there's an element of truth to it, but I don't think it's fully reflective of where all the young people in the country are. But, um, you know, it, it says here, one participant expressing that young people feel it's a waste of time to be involved in politics. The youth of today is more interested in entertainment and popular culture. I suppose globalization has influenced the thinking of young people in this day and age. And so this idea that uh, you, there is the role of capitalism in the way that young people are shaping their thinking and based more on this individu individualism versus the collective good. Talk to me about that. Yes, um, you, you, you still uh, come across young people who hold the view that uh, the struggle is uh, over. Uh, they are more interested in things like uh, entertainment than um, organized uh, activities of politics. Um, I guess that has to do with uh, individualism, you know, uh, because uh, the, the beauty about politics is that it enables you to be well aware about what is happening uh, around you. So like you said um, earlier on, there is a need to roll out uh, voter um, education. Because, I mean, what kind of democracy are we going to have if mm -hmm. young people are not active in uh, politics? Uh, and after all, young people are future uh, leaders. Any particular limitations of the study? Uh, of course, you made mention of it, that it is confined to uh, the university, so we cannot uh, extrapolate the findings. Uh, and the fact that we used a qualitative uh, approach, so there are no steps because we wanted to get uh, an in-depth understanding of the phenomenon um, uh, at play. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Nzikelelo Breakfast, Senior Lecturer in History and Politics at the Nasa Mandela Metropolitan University. Uh, so part of what this, this study also says, it says, you know, um, participants in the group, where, where's that line I'm looking for? Uh, okay, I've lost. Uh, I've lost what I wanted to 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 read out to you, but I'm sure I'll find it in in not so long. But you know, the the views that are being expressed there, how much of it is actually representative of what people in the country more generally also believe and perceive 
this is about politics. So it says here they perceived politics as boring and as a waste of time. Participants in the focus groups criticized the government for not listening to the people who had elected them. And some of them also criticizing the government's macroeconomic policy, growth, employment and redistribution. And ultimately it came down to the extent to which people felt connected to the outcomes and you know of policy to the outcomes of what they believe is due to them versus um, what they were physically getting out of government or getting out of democracy, uh, if if I can put it that way. But uh, a lot certainly to to be learned from this, and I believe that some of the sentiments in the study also reflecting where many South Africans are in this moment at this hour. I'll take your calls on 011-714-2006. How far should our politics be boring? <laughs> Not be boring, but how far should uh, a, a, a civic education be going to ensure that people don't look at elections and think, ah, this is just a boring process that I don't need to be part of. And if you are one of those that has been eligible to vote and has not voted, I want to know why. Why are you not voting? Why does the process not seem appealing to you? And do you believe that there is enough civic education within our society to show people and teach people about the importance of participating within our democracy. Let me uh, just read some of the messages that you're sending through. Hi, Kathy. I hear you mentioning teachers on the issues on of teen pregnancies. Yes, some teachers do impregnate teens in its effect, but as we as the nation shouldn't be naive and believe that it's only teachers. These teens also date other men in other professions and get pregnant, etc. Police, so the case shouldn't only be reduced to teachers. Why should teachers be crucified for other people's deeds? Uh, that's Ndobeko Kubone. Uh, and, you know, the reality is, Ndobeko, I'm, I'm focusing specifically on those young people that have been impregnated by teachers. Of course, you know, there are a lot more people involved there, but you don't want a situation where if you have a teacher who is impregnating a minor, it's not just impregnation, that is statutory rape. And that kind of predatory behavior is dangerous. You don't want somebody who is a predator on school premises where they have access to all sorts of young people that they can continue to take advantage of through a series of, of years. And that's really part of what I'm highlighting here because the, the bodies are saying we're left in a position in some instances where we can't take action against these teachers because we don't have the support of the families and therefore the pupils that are involved also won't then give them the statements that, that they need in order to pursue these cases. All right, I'll take your calls after this. 